In today's world, the need for creativity, innovation, and togetherness are at an all-time high. Join me as we dive inside the minds of some of the dopest individuals from NC. Join me inside the lab. What's going on? This is Vonnie Bristow. You call this a lot, DJ TM. What's good? It's Chino G, the God Child. It's your girl, Sierra Danielle. Yo, what up? It's your boy, DJ Diesel. You locked inside the lab. Inside the lab. Inside the lab with my boy, Jay Trinity. Blessings, 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 everyone. This is your host, Jay Trinity. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Inside the Lab podcast. So the interview that we're about to hop into um, actually happened this year, back in January, on the campus of UNCG with the one and only Sierra Danielle. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and tap in. Our guest today is a radio and podcast host all the way from Biloxi, Mississippi, by way of the 919 Oxford, North Carolina. Over the past few years, she's made her mark on the NC media and entertainment scene as a staple member of the Push to Start podcast, co-host of Pretty and Plug Radio, and a new face of ReUp TV Network, and so much more. So, without any further ado, much love to my guest, the vibrant... Sierra Danielle, what's happening? Woo, woo, woo. What is up, man? Happy to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me on the show. Yeah. What's up? This is cool. This is cool. This is cool. This is cool. This yeah. is the first time I'm interviewing the host. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. usually you you interview artists, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, look, you... you it's we, pretty we, much the same thing. We we're all get, creative. Yeah, we're going to get to it because, you know, you, you got a couple tracks out there, too. Anyway. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Folks, by the time y'all hear this, it's probably going to be like February or something like that. But we in 2020, so mm -hmm. how's 2020 treating you so far? Um, 2020 uh, has been treating me very well. Um, I always go into the year with goals in mind. Mm -hmm. I always reflect on the previous year, and I always have a word for whatever year that I'm trying to focus on. So like last year, when I came into 2019, my word for the year was... Um, Dang, it just slipped my mind. Hold on, let me think. Let me think. It's cool. Come on. Come on. Bring it to me, bring it to me, bring it to me. I can't remember. Um, but basically, I redefinition. That was the word. So okay. my 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 word for last year was redefinition. And what I wanted to do last year, my goal was to really genuinely get to know who I was okay. as a person, a woman, a creative, because for so long I had been defined by something other than myself. Mm. So it could have been a situation, a dude, or a family, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so last year, I really dug in and got up underneath that and did the work to really see what I liked, who I was, and just do it because I want to do it, not because somebody else want me to do it or yes. because someone else said to do it. Yeah. And so this year... Last year, I really got into my craft, too. So taking on that personality stuff really seriously, media, yeah. entertainment, seriously, my own brand, I'm reminded seriously. Yeah. And so this year, I'm really, my goal is to really get consistent, even more consistent, even more. committed, nah, big disciplined, and really get into it the way I know I can. Yeah. Like for a long time, I slept on myself. Mm -hmm. And so like last year, I was like rebirthing myself. This year, I'm like, yeah. I'm here. I'm about to really have foot on next all 2020. So like Man. that's my like so far, I've been to like what day is this? What's today's date? Today is the timestamp, folks. 
January the 6th. January the 6th. So six days in, I have done my first interview with an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Peso and 204. I did an interview for Reup TV, my first one. I went to a business expo, shout out to Tay, mm-hmm. um, which was amazing. And it really got me to really open up my eyes and see like really what I was capable of. Yeah. Like I love when I get into those creative creative moments and creative aspects where my ideas just be flying off the rocker. That was the and best. And so it was amazing. And I feel like it hasn't even been a full week yet. Yeah. You know? Nah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm so excited. I've been blessed, not only with not with physical, tangible things, but mm-hmm. like mentally. I've been blessed, like with ideas, with people supporting me, yeah. with people encouraging me. Like, it's been amazing. So I haven't even gotten any of the physical stuff yet. So it's just like, just mentally, I'm the, mentally, I'm happy to be here. I was say, that's like the the biggest part for real, the whole mental aspect. Because just even like I think it's dope you having these words of basically like these things that you're trying to accomplish and focus on that year. I feel like that. That set you up. And the big thing you said for me was like discipline. Cause I, I need to borrow that. So when I tell I need you to borrow that for real. Like discipline, everybody says discipline, 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 but you really have to want it. Yeah. And I'm I'm the type of person I've always been once I'm set into something like a routine, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, it's hard for me to it's break hard it. To break that and so like this year I wanted to take it very seriously and even down to my sleep schedule. Making sure I have time in the morning to really meditate and do my skin routine and yeah. all the kinds of stuff. Because that's self-care for yeah. me. And, like, really making sure I'm intentional with my time. I like, I spent a lot of time on social media, a lot of time doing nothing, a yeah. lot of time just resting. Just scrolling. So discipline for me is doing it even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And that means if my schedule says wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I got to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I like that. If my schedule says from 6 to 7, I'm going to work on this brand. From 7 to 8, I'm going to work on this brand. I have to commit myself to that and do it, even when I don't feel like it, even when I have bad mental days, even if somebody getting to my nerves, even if I'm emotional. Like, I have to stick to it because it's in those moments where it's really cultivated, not when you want to do it. Right. It's just when you do it when you don't want to, that's when it's really, like, just... That's where you build the discipline. Hey, look, this is right on time. I need to hear this myself. <laughs> I'm for real. This is right on time. I need to hear this myself. Oh, man. Like, so, like you were saying, you already got going with a lot of different things, um, like, on air. Mm-hmm. How did that even start? So. Like, from the jump. From the jump. So, to be honest, I started getting into radio podcasting after I graduated college. Okay. So, I've always been a creative. I love to sing. I love to write. I love to draw. I love to paint. And so when I was an undergrad, Mm -hmm. it really didn't seem like something I would have done. But um, after I graduated, and I was just like, uh, me and some of my friends, me, Calvin, and Nick were all talking. Mm -hmm. And we were like, y'all want to start a podcast? We we saw we had dope conversation. We saw that we worked well together. And so that's when Push the Start came into play. And I remember the very first episode, it was like I was high. Like, I felt amazing. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, yeah. this feels great. Yeah. And then it just kept coming. And then I just started, kept, it just became more serious and more serious and more serious. And then by the second year, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be an entertainment on-air host. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to interview celebrities behind the scenes. I want to be able to host award shows. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to cover events and on the red carpet. And I want to be able to do that. Yeah. 
And I was just like, this is my career. This is my, it changed the whole trajectory of my plan because yeah. I got my social work degree. I got ah, a degree in social work. Okay, yeah. I, all right, shout out to the social so, work majors. Here at UNCG, Spartan yeah, Pride. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got my social work degree, and originally I wanted to get my master's in clinical mental health counseling because mm. I'm a huge mental health advocate. Okay. And once I started getting into this, and I was like, um, I don't think that's what I want to do. I think that I want to you know, do something else. And it took a while for me to be okay with that because yeah. I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. I love things to go the way I want them to. And when they don't, it's like, ah. it's like uh, am I doing something wrong if it's not going the way I want it to? Yeah. But I really had to just accept it. Like, okay, oh, it's not going to happen April. I wanted to. So yeah. um, I decided that, okay, I want to get my MBA, mm-hmm. my master's in business administration or like entrepreneurship, but I genuinely wanted my MBA. And so couple years in, push to start. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Then um, at first we were recording at 102 Jams. Mm-hmm. So 102 Jams, I would hang around with some of the um, on-air personalities. Right. And I would just be like, wow, this is really dope. Like, this is a really dope yeah. atmosphere. This is great. Space. Yeah. And it was just like, if I could do this every day, I would love to. And it just started to be even more and more of a love. Mm-hmm. So... Then I started interning at 102 Jams, not formally, but informally. Yeah. I was shadow. They yeah. showed me how to um, do the, uh, put the music in there and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, this is this is dope. I did my first air check and I was like, oh my God, I sound <laughs> amazing. So I was like, oh my God. And so then when I was actually a guest on Pretty Unplugged. Okay. And then being in that atmosphere, I was like, oh my God. Like, it was like falling in love all over again. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Kind of I reached out to Major, who was the engineer for Pretty and Plugged, and I was like, I hope I'm not being too forward, but if y'all need an extra person, like, yo, like, I would definitely be down. And he was like, bruh, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I was already going to ask you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was already going to ask you. And um, I was just like, yo, like, so being in Pretty and Plugged, I was just like, wow, like, I love this. And then having Re-Up TV, yeah. Re-Up TV is my first single segment. Like, gotcha. I got pushed to start with Cal and Nick. I uh-huh. got... Pretty Unplugged with Court, Kimmy, and Chan, but Re-Up TV is me. That's you. Okay. And so stepping in front of the mic and stepping in front of the camera for the first time was like, I can't even describe the feeling that I felt. And that's when I was like, this is what I meant to do. I'm going to be interviewing Megan Thee Stallion one day. Hey. I'm going to be interviewing Beyonce. I'm going to be interviewing everybody. Y'all going to see me on your TV hey, look, with my hey, light put, bright self. And I'm going to be, right now. I'm putting it on there. So I'm yeah. just like, bruh, like... And that's how that's, that's how that's now, how on air personality Sierra Daniel can I, be. Look, I believe a thousand percent everything you said. You look so happy talking I know, about like, it. I know, I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, you look so happy talking. That's what's up. So, yeah, all right, you got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I, I do. I, you kind of alluded to you got this tight airtight schedule, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming that's how you getting all this done. Yes, t- man. Look, it's that to me. That's like my hardest part. What, so let me tell you, that's my hardest part. So I. It's, I'm not the most organized person in the world, mm-hmm. but I've come a very long way. I got you. And so um, I have a notebook for each one of my brands because mm. I can keep them separate. For me, I have to visually see them separate or else like all them all being in one book and I'm writing in one meeting on one day and then another meeting the next day. 
it, w- it would confuse me. Makes sense. So I have to keep them all separate. So I have about five notebooks. Okay. I have one for Sierra Danielle, the personality, my okay. brand as a person. Right. I have one for Pretty Unplugged, one for Push to Start, one for I Am Reminded, mm-hmm. and one for um, a future brand and business that I will not announce yet. Okay. But it's in the works. Cool. Um, something of my own. And... Um, I have to keep them separate, and every day I dedicate some time, some type of time to them. Um, and even if I have a day where you know I have to keep everything scheduled out because, and I set reminders in my phone too. That was big for me because yeah. I might. Is it that might, alarms early? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> let me show you my schedule. Like, yeah. I'm gonna just read you. I told myself this year I'll be more disciplined, but I'm all about training my mind. That's what my brand is about. I'm reminded it's about training your mind. Mm to do better, be better, think better. And so I can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this. So like I have alarms for everything. So even if it slips my mind, I remind it. And I don't stop it. I hit snooze. So if I say, oh, I don't want to do this, it's going to come back again. Like you need to be on your brand work. You need to be getting ready for bed. You need to be saying your, um, you need to be saying your things, your, your mantras. You need to be doing all this stuff. Like, so you know, it, it helps to like have things to kind of keep you accountable when you don't want to do it. I need that. Yeah. So like yeah. setting the alarms in your phone, setting out a schedule and just saying like, okay, like I have to do this. Having the notebooks, something separate for each one. I have a planner, a big one that like not only has the month, but then the individual days. Right. Um, I write down goals every day. Like what do I need to accomplish today? Man. I don't. And think, it took a long time for me to get here. No, 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 no. I just I don't think you understand how much I needed to hear this. This is great. So like I break it down to even like in my big planner, I write down the month. Like this is what I need to do this month. I want this done, this done, this done, okay. and then I do it by week. Okay, what do I want to do this week? And then if I know I have something to do two weeks from now, I try to get it in my individual day. Like I need to prepare. Because in college, I was the queen of waiting to the last minute night before, sometimes the day of, to do assignments. And, eh. but then I I know that when I put my time and take my time and really cultivate it, it's great. Now, do you have like a certain day of the week that you sit down and kind of map stuff out or, Um, or is it I have, I dedicate an hour, uh, an hour to two hours a day. A day. On my brand. Ah, Um, uh, Mostly it's. Marketing, because I do all of my social media marketing right. on my brand page. I got you. I create all the flyers. I create all the artwork, everything, mm-hmm. other than the logos. But um, I have to plan out my posts and what I need to do. Um, I'm also mapping out the year. Right. So I'm breaking it down by quarter. What do I want to have accomplished in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September? Because I'm working on making an, making I'm reminded of LLC. Gotcha. And actually corp, like getting that name yeah. so that it's mine and nobody right. else can take it. I trust me. I um, and so it's a lot of, like, it took time because some days I can be lazy. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, yeah. uh. Um, but I even if I lay down for, like, five minutes, like, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes. It's just so – and I have to get up and, like, okay, now you got to be back at it. Yeah. And so for me – um, with the notebooks, with my alarms on my phone, mm-hmm. um, making sure my space is clean. Is clean. Yo, that's what. I'm, okay. I cannot function in a dirty space, and sometimes you know everybody has that that laundry basket that Man, just never gets folded, that's what or I'm doing right now. or they have this. 
like for me, when I get ready, I, my room will be clean and I'll be trying to find something to wear and then it's dirty again because it got clothes everywhere. Mm-hmm. But like I have to make sure that my space is clean yeah. because, you know, I learned in therapy, your space is a result of your mind. So mm-hmm. if your space is cluttered, nine times your mind is cluttered. Man. So, you know, I try to keep a clean space, clean mind. Um, I try to minimize my distractions. So okay. I don't work while I'm watching TV. I don't. Mm-hmm. I try to stay off my phone I unless I'm using it to do it because I create it. my mark my marking and supplies yeah. and stuff on my phone. Gotcha. Um, because I don't have a computer yet, so um, I really just you know just try to make sure I have nothing to focus on but that. Mm. And music, I cannot study. I can't do anything in silence. Ah, I cannot. Okay. It was not effective for me in undergrad. It wasn't effective, but I also knew that. If I listen, sometimes if I listen to music while well, with words, I'll stop and I'll be like, mm, Yeah, okay, mm, that's what I'm about to ask you. That's mm, what I'm about to ask you. So it's like instrumentals that you listen no, to? No, so I really listen to, sometimes I listen to classical music. Oh, so okay. not to your traditional classical music. Like one of my friends, his name is Evan, and he's into the arts. He's into, so he would send me, one day he sent me like a, it's like the, have you ever seen the, um, the movie if Bill Street could talk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the music that they play in the background, yes. they have a soundtrack. Yes, I know. And I'm so hip, I listen to a lot of songs like that, like the instrumentals, because yeah. it's like it's, yeah. it's not only soothing, but it's like helps me. Like I have a playlist called Create Think Focus in my phone. And so it's a bunch of instrumentals that like like really get me Can you focused. Send that to me? I will send okay. it to you. Okay, right, cool, cool. <laughs> and so yeah, like I tried to it was trial and error. But I also was honest about what didn't work for me. Mm. I wasn't trying to force nothing. Yeah. And so once I found out my niches and what, what actually works, like I'm creative and I'm productive in this type of atmosphere. Right. I'm creative and productive if I take that extra, my whole day is productive if I take that time in the morning to really dedicate it to me first. Yeah. Like if I get the right amount of sleep, if I get, like it's more than just sitting down and say you want to do it because you have to take care of yourself first before you pour yourself into your mm. work. And so I really, it took me a while to get here, but like you really just have to, but the best start I would say for you is if you have multiple brands, Mm -hmm. get a notebook for each one. Yeah, separate. Like a separate notebook. Tangibly separate. Yeah, tangibly, because you can see it. Like, and that way, when you go to meetings, you know, I need to grab my book. I need to grab this. I need to grab this. I have a big planner Mm -hmm. for everything. That I bring to every meeting, so that way I can see right. what days I have with my other brands. I got you. But I bring each individual one with me whenever, wherever I go. If I'm going to a meeting, if I'm going to Push a Start or Pretty Unplugged, yeah, I bring it. So, but I carry my big calendar most of the time everywhere I go. So that's really my organization. <laughs> that hey, look, yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I'm a so I'm, I promise you, I'm probably gonna. If go, you need somebody to hold you accountable, I will do it. I'm I will wind, text you and be like, hey, 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 hey. I'm gonna wind this whole thing back, probably, and go back and write some notes down on what you said. I gotta do a lot of this for real. I hope you're enjoying the interview so far. We're gonna take a quick break to hear from one of our dope sponsors that helped make this season possible. Trinity. Don't let the pandemic and social distancing stop you from feeling and looking your best. There's a new one-stop shop for everyone's fashion and accessory needs, the Style Co. Not only do they offer a variety of eye-catching clothing and accessories, the Style Co. also provides styling services for all occasions. 
Tap into the cheat code of fashion by checking them out on IG at the style code. That's the S T Y period L E code and their website shopthecode.com. And if you have, if you set time like in your day, yeah. like if you say like from six to seven, I'm gonna work on this. Mm-hmm. Put it in your phone. Yeah. At at six forty five, get ready to do this. And at seven, do this. And, and you gotta follow. And you got to. You gotta follow. You got to because see, my, I'm gonna see that. Because I learned in therapy. I'm gonna hit that. I'm gonna cut it off. You got to, but you got to. I learned in therapy you cannot be mad at anybody for breaking your breaking their promises to you when you can't even keep your promises to yourself. And so when she said that to me, I was like. You know that meme where they be like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> that was me." Because I'm like, "You are absolutely positively right." Like, I can't get mad at so and so for not really standing firm on their word yeah. when I'm not standing not firm on mine. To yourself, man. So I'm just like, "Yo, I keep man, look, I swear, I keep saying I need to get some sound effects so I can have some bombs." <laughs> that was a perfect time for real. Um, but shoot, we talking about preparation. How do you, what's your, like, what's your uh, mindset when going into interviews or going, like, with the topics for the podcast, topics from being on air? What's, like, your... How do I do that? Yeah, how you get in the mode, how you get in the zone? Um, So, for each brand, is different. Okay. So, I try to maintain the authenticity of the moments. Yeah. So, I don't try to do too much research. Um, But with Push to Start... Just a just a you know grand like scope of things. Mm-hmm. So I have the ladies first segment. Everything from Push to Start is based off of a car. That's why it's called Push to Start. Right. Push to Start is actually our initials. PTS, Famous ah. Tune Sierra. That's dope. So it's Push to Start podcast. Everything is based off of a car. So the beginning of the show, we do something called gas ups, where mm-hmm. we shout people out because right. you gas up the car before you get on the road. I'm ladies first. Because the ladies get in the car first. Gotcha. Open the door for the That's ladies. smooth. Okay. Calvin's segment is called um, Road Rage. Okay. So he talks about a lot of controversial stuff, stuff that gives him mad. Nick's, Nick's, um, Nick is uh, talk about it. So like the, the talk about it, park car conversation type of thing okay, yeah. where, you're, or where you're talking while you're getting where you're getting. Yeah. Um, we have a playlist that's called Past the Ox. So um, we upload music into it where people can listen to our own individual playlists. Mm-hmm. I have one. Cal has one. Nick has one. Um, and so for me, my segment, I genuinely try to um, get on what's hot right now, mm-hmm. or if it's just a topic that anybody can relate to. So I might talk about. I remember one time I talked about when you break up with your ex, do you cut off your cut off the friends you met while you was with them? No. <laughs> so that was like a that was like okay. a really yeah. like you know so a part of with stuff like that I don't really do a lot of background on because. Yeah. I use my experiences. Yeah. Um, I've only been in two relationships, so I use my experiences and um, like you know theirs. We go back and forth. I talk, you know, we, that's just like a conversation yeah, yeah. to talk about. But let's say, for example, I'm talking about like mental health, okay, um, depression within the black community, which is something that I really like to talk about, or black women in depression, or black women in birth rates, and how they're three times more likely to die than another and then a white woman when they're giving birth. For real? Yeah, they are actually. Okay. Um, black people get mistreated and misdiagnosed very often because white doctors are not familiar with African-American cultures and their type of lifestyle. Mm. So uh, something that like sense. that, that if I was sense. talking about something like that, then it would be different. I would have to do my research. I would have to. So it just depends on the topic yeah. um, or if I'm bringing up something that happened in the media, like the whole Fizz Omarion 
situation. Mm. I would have to do my research and right, see that, what yeah, happened. And what happened. Right. With Pretty Unplugged, it's kind of the same thing. Um, but uh, that ours isn't more so structured as Push the Starts is. Okay. We know what we're talking about, but we let it flow. Right. You know, we let it flow, and then each episode builds off of the previous one. Cool. So with Push the Start, it's not like that. It's like you know we talk about whatever we want to talk about each episode, but with Pretty Unplugged, the each episode feeds off of the one that came before it. Um, with Reup TV, um, I try I, I do my research on the artists. Um, I do my research on the artists, but I also um, like their music. I listen to their music. To I like to be. I don't want to be that interviewer that doesn't know no. the artist. Yeah. Because there was an interviewer that interviewed Megan Thee Stallion and didn't and didn't realize that her mom passed away, mm. and she asked her a question about her mom. I think I remember that. And yeah. that was really, yeah. it, it really did something to me when I heard that. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't ever want to be that interviewer that, that does not know. And it shows a sense of professionalism when you know when you about know. the artist. Yeah. And it just it just flows better. So I listen to the music mm-hmm. just so I can talk about the music with them. I ask them to send me a bio. I ask them to send me anything that they want to, like, you know, me to get a better... Um, a better scope of their music, their yeah. talent, whatever the case may be. Um, but I have questions that are pulled out, but for the most part, I'm not doing it. I want to, I want, I want to, you know, show your music off. I want to promote for you. Right. But I, my main goal is to create an authentic space where they can be themselves and fans Boom. can see that part of them. Boom. So I want to talk about everything. We can have a fun conversation and yeah. don't have to feel like I'm grilling you about your work. You know yeah. what I mean? No, like I that's my goal it. about I feel it. it. So I don't really do too much uh, research. I try to be, unless it's needed. Like I'm, I'm not gonna say I go into spaces and I'm unprofessional. And I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. I do it. I do my research and I prepare, but I don't do too much to where it looks too scripted I or not you. authentic. Yeah, no, nah, I feel that's a big thing because it's like if you're not, if you don't, like if it, if it feels scripted, like the listener, it, it mm-hmm. it's kind of like ah, yeah, <laughs> it's more engaging when it feels. I, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, cool. Um. Shoot. Matter of fact, I got, look, it's been distracting me. There's like all these maps in the room. Y'all ain't going to be able to, but anyway, there's a lot of maps in the it room. It is. I've been looking. Yeah. And um, that made me think, yo, so you was born in Biloxi? Yes, yeah, so I was born in Biloxi, Mississippi. So Biloxi, Mississippi is on the Gulf Coast. So oh. I was not even 10 minutes away from Louisiana State Line. Uh-huh. I wasn't even 30 minutes away from Slidell, Louisiana. I went to New Orleans a lot as a kid. Um, I'm like Gulfport. Biloxi, Waveland, like it's literally on the coast. Like I, when I tell people the only beach that I've ever been to is the Mississippi beach, they're mm-hmm. like, what? And I'm like, there is the Gulf of Mexico. So there's a border. There's a coastline. So I, there's the beach. That's weird because you don't think about it. People hear Mississippi think and they it. think it's like, like it's yeah. racist and Man, da, 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 da. But I didn't even experience racism until I got to North Carolina. I didn't experience racism there. Hmm. There's so many interracial couples where I was living. So I thought that was normal. That was normal. It wasn't until I got to North Carolina that I experienced my first my first like really racial experience. That's in a okay. Mm-hmm. All right, what was I about to say? Oh, Biloxi. You don't like. I used to watch Family Matters. Uh huh. And did you, did you watch Family Matters? Nah. Kind of sorta. All right. All right. The main Urkel. He had a cousin mm-hmm. that was from Biloxi. So when he said, I was like, oh, now nah, anyway, maybe we'll yeah, go watch Family Matters. And it's Matters. really, it's I miss home. I haven't been home since twenty. 
since 2012. Okay. Um, I haven't been back since my grandmother passed away. Gotcha. So it's kind of hard to go back because that was really the only family that I had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have like uncles and stuff. Right, but, but that's what pulled you. That's there the what most. pulled me there the most. Yeah. And so I do plan on going back, um, just because I miss home. Right. I also want to go to New Orleans. Um, but. Another reason Wait, why I was again? see I I don't say it. Nah, it's cool. It sounded cool. Say it again. New Orleans. That's okay. See, people say New Orleans, but I don't say New Orleans. I yeah. say New Orleans. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. And so, um, like it's it's hard because a lot of people don't know, but a lot of Mississippians were victims of Katrina too. It mm-hmm. wasn't just Louisiana. Right. And so going back is different. It's still stuff that's messed up mm-hmm. from Katrina. And so, um. A lot of stuff changed after Katrina, so it was just like, ugh, going back. And then when my grandma passing away, it was just like, uh. But like for for me, my grandmother's house was completely destroyed from the inside. Wow. Um, not on the outside like right. that. It was, but not to the point where it couldn't be rebuilt. Like the structure, it's still structurally. Was yeah. Saying. So, but you. the inside, the water. If my grandmother wouldn't have evacuated, she would have died. Mm. Like the water was to the roof. Like I could walk to the beach to, wow. to her house, like from her house. Wow. And so, like the water was to the roof. Everything was destroyed. Um, and so coming back, like driving through my grandmother's neighborhood, um, like the search squads, they would put numbers on doors. Mm-hmm. The numbers represented if they found somebody inside. So oh. you're driving through neighborhoods and you see a two on the door or one on the door wow. or, or whatever the case may be. And with my, like my family was severely affected. So like, cause I have family in Louisiana too. Huh. And so like a lot of my family was displaced. Um, a lot of my family moved back to California or the the states, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas. Um, but like my grandmother had to get her house completely rebuilt from the inside. My uncle actually he actually had to swim to survive. So like he had to like oh, this really was, this was legit, Yeah. Man. Like it, it like it was bad. It was really Dang. bad. I'm trying to remember how old was we when Katrina happened. Katrina happened, I was in I think I was in middle school. Yeah. Had to have been. Yeah, that sounds right. I can't remember the exact. Yeah, yeah, I can't but remember. But even after, about, yeah. even after, like, my grandmother lived in a trailer for, mm. like, two years almost. For the house, yeah. And this room was bigger than the trailer. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was, like, like a mobile home. That's crazy. That was small. And That's she had crazy. two young kids in there with her, too. Like, my two of my cousins that she raised. So it was wow. her and my grandma and the two cousins. So when we moved there. Yeah. We had, some of us had to find, like, family members to stay with because we all couldn't fit in that Man, trailer. that's. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Like it was a lot. So how? Okay, so when did you when did you move to North Carolina? So my my parents are military. Mm. So my mom and her side are from Mississippi. Even my dad's side is from North Carolina. That's why we came here. Cool. And so I lived in Mississippi. I went to kindergarten in Mississippi. Mm. And after my dad got out of the military, my mom was still in the military. And then no, I think my mom got out first because she had us. Right. And then my dad got out. As soon as my dad got out. We moved, so I st- I went to kindergarten. I went to kindergarten here too. Either I went to Head Start down there in kindergarten here, but um, I started school here. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. I went back and forth every year until like I got when I got older, mm-hmm. I stopped going every year. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. Because you got more, you get more invested. Mm-hmm. I got you. It, was, it wasn't even that I wanted to go, but it's like family stuff. You just don't I really you. go. I got you. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it's safe to say, like, when you was going, like, like a party, DJ, anything to ask you what your area code was. You so was I say that? I say 919. Okay. But um, because I've lived in Durham so long. Right. But um, I'm 228 till mm. I die. 
So yeah, I was I was about to say she's gonna say some <laughs> random three numbers. Yeah, hey, I'm two two eight. I'm two two eight. All right, cool, cool. All right, um, what's been like? What do you feel like has been like your biggest obstacle outside of this the honing in for the organization? What's been like your biggest obstacle so far? Myself. Gotcha. So for me, um, for a while when I started doing it, I knew I loved it and I knew I could. A part of me knew I could, but I didn't really believe it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I struggled a lot with believing in myself and actually putting the, you know, I had people tell me all the time, you're so good at this. You have the voice for this. You can do this. But I didn't believe it in my right. heart. Right. And it started to affect me. Like, I was like, should I even keep doing this? Like, it was my mind. Like, my mind was my biggest overcomer, my biggest obstacle. Because I had to literally fight myself. Yeah, I feel you. And so, like, now I'm at a place where this is my calling. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. You couldn't change my mind about it. You can't stop me. You can't deter me. Like, I'm going to get it done. If I don't get it done with you, if you try to stop me, I'm going to get it done with somebody else. Somebody else want me. So, So, like, for me... Like, that was the biggest thing. It wasn't even an external factor. It oh, was gosh. me. So what can you, what was like that that moment or those stranger moments to kind of like turn that tide for you, like to get? To get where I was. So I think for me, I got tired of feeling like that. Like, yeah. I got tired of, like, it was like I knew I could do it. How can I put it? It was like spiritually, mm-hmm. I knew I could do it. Right. Physically, I wanted to do it like I was driving to there every day, uh, but mentally, I was just like it was wasn't mm. clicking. It wasn't I like think. you know, it, it just no, wasn't I, flowing. I, no, I got you. I got you. And so, like for me, I had to really get tired. Like my like my like my soul, my mm-hmm. spirit was just like you can do this. Like yeah. you know, and I just got tired. Like how can I? change my mind like how can I do this if everything else besides my mind is telling me that I can do this why can't I believe it in myself and it was like something I had to go back and see like why where you know why don't I have the confidence that I should or Mm -hmm. why am I not as bold as I should be Mm -hmm. or you know what what is holding me back like why because like I genuinely wanted to but it was just like what is stopping me like what literally there's nothing stopping me but me you had to like do like a, a internal inventory. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Man, this is. Hey, look, I'll, I'm trying. I'm, I'm look. I yeah. I need. <laughs> this is perfect timing. I, this is perfect timing for real. Because I feel like this. That's been something I've been dealing with. Like in the, over the past three, four months, it's been mm-hmm. like that same thing. So it's like trying to like get everything pushing. Right, and and you're so talented. Uh, so it's just like. And you never knew. You never know. People always think, especially with people in our field, and we're putting out dope content. If a thousand people like it, Mm -hmm. 50,000 people subscribe, Mm -hmm. it means nothing if you don't believe it. it. And so it's just like, you know, people think, oh my God, they're getting all these likes. They Mm -hmm. must be so proud. But there are a lot of influencers, Mm -hmm. a lot of artists, Mm -hmm. a lot of, I don't know if you've heard the Andre 3000. Wait, with Rick Rubin? Yes. And he was, yes. Yes. So a lot of people love Andre 3000. If yes. Andre dropped an album today, I'm going, bumping it. Go nuts. It would go nuts. It would go up. I know. But the fact that he, yeah. a talented person, That's a, good point. a talented man, That's did not, doesn't even believe in his own self right now. He's like, I can't create. I don't feel it. I don't feel it anymore. I don't feel like I got it. Like that just shows you like everybody else. If your talent is good, the people going to tell you. Yeah. 
if you're good, people will support. Yeah. You know, it might take time to get the amount of support you want, but it really, yeah. if people are gonna tell you if you suck, people are gonna tell you if you don't. <laughs> yeah. But you have to believe it for yourself, or else nothing's gonna matter. Like, you know, nothing at all. Like you can, like Beyonce can yeah, tell me, Sierra, matter. you're amazing. But if I don't believe it, it might feel good to Beyonce telling me. Right, because it's Beyonce. Because it's Beyonce. Right. But right. if I don't believe it, as soon as I leave Beyonce's presence, there I'm gonna be like, go. Ugh, there we go. I don't do. I can't do this. I don't believe this. And I just didn't want to be like that no more. Yeah. Like, it's not even me wanting to be cocky, but I deserve to be to believe in myself. The, man, I deserve it. Yes, like. And you giving me a whole bunch of quotes. I swear <laughs> to God, I like. Like I deserve to believe in myself, and I really have to tell myself that. Like yeah. you are worthy of belief. Yeah. Like you're dope. Yeah. Like you can sing, you can write, you can draw, you can paint. You're a great person. You're you can talk to people. Yeah. You got on air. Yeah. Like you're great. Like look at how talented yeah, you are. Like, yeah. Like I really had to sit back and be like, you know what? I am. I'm. I'm, I'm good stuff. You know what I mean? And nah, I'm not cocky at all. Nah, I fit. No, it ain't come. I, I got. But. I can, you know, encourage myself because you have to be your biggest fan. Mm. No one can love your stuff more than you. And if they do, it's a problem. Like, it's a problem. Like, you have to be like, like, if nobody else likes it, if you post a post and nobody likes it, you have to be confident in yourself. Like, I know that post was the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Like, you have to believe in that. Yeah. And because as soon as you start basing what you post on how many likes you get, that's an issue. It's a wrap. Mentally, you already gone. It's a rabbit hole. So that was really my biggest struggle. Like, Mm. so now I'm at a place where I know the vision that God gave me. I know the desires that God has placed in my heart. I know because what God gives vision, he gives provision. I know where he's provided for me. I know the plan that he has set before me. That's all I got. Like, that's all I need. You can either rock with it or you don't. Like, it's not for everybody, but I'm going to do this whether you rock with it or, or whether you don't. <laughs> so, Ooh. like, that's just, like, that's just my, my energy. That's, that's, how, that's how it is. That's how I, it's been. That's, that's how up. it's going to be. That's what's up. Because I need that. Yeah, that's flowing over here. Need that. All right, cool. All right, so, man, this is a lot. I don't even know where I want to go next, man. <laughs> I don't even know where I want to go next. Uh, all right, cool. So. What's going on, everybody? Want to take another quick pause in the dope combo I'm having with Sierra. Uh, just wanted to point out the Inside the Lab, Inside Special, um, which was a sit-down conversation I had with uh, Chris Suggs, who's done a lot of different uh, community work uh, in my hometown of Kenston um, on the NC Crime Commissioners Board and a lot more. He gave some insight and perspective on a lot of the things going on with Black Lives Matter, defunding the police, and you know all the topics surrounding that. And he gave some background on what he does and why he's so passionate. So if you get a chance, uh, please check that out. Some really good information. I enjoyed the conversation. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hop back into the combo with Sierra and uh, enjoy. We talked about... Uh, mental health we dabbled on that a little bit mm-hmm. i know from just following you that you have a lot of content around mm-hmm. around that like why is that so important for you Whew. okay to, so to mental share. health mental health will always 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 be 
important for me. I will never stop fighting for mental health. I will never stop encouraging people to really renew their minds. Like, I will never stop. And the reason being is I struggled with depression and anxiety my whole adolescence. I can't remember a time before now that I didn't struggle with it. Wow. And so for me, it's important because I'm in middle school. I planned out my death twice in middle school. Wow. Okay. In high school, I planned out my death. In my last year of college, I contemplated suicide. Mm. In my first year out of postgrad, I contemplated suicide. And so for me, it's like if I'm going through it, somebody else is going through it, especially in the black community. Yeah. Like we are we are like the suicide rate for black young boys is increasing yeah, at an I mean, alarming rate. And it makes, and you understand why, so. Right, yeah. and so it's just like, for me, that's so near and dear to my heart because I know that if I can overcome, and it's a daily battle, I'm not saying I'm done with depression, right. I'm done with anxiety, I've just learned my triggers, I've learned what I can deal with, what I can't handle, what, right. I, what environments I can be in, right. what environments I can't be in, who mm-hmm. I can be around, who I can't be around. But the biggest thing for me was once I started to really get into my mind and how I thought and do the work to like really get past it, like I, I didn't want to live in trauma. I didn't want to survive. I was, living, I was living in survival mode. Right. I didn't want to go through those experiences again. Right. I didn't want to be with people like that again. I didn't want to um, be in situations like that again. So right. I'm living in survival mode so I don't get back. Mm. And I was tired. Like, I wanted to actually live right. and not survive. Right. That's two different things. And so, like, once I got into therapy, um, that was really big for me um, because I really got a chance to really get a professional uh, to really talk to. Yeah. Because um, when I first started therapy, I really didn't have anybody that I felt like I could talk to without sounding crazy. Mm, nah, um, that's a, that, yeah. And <laughs> I, I encourage everybody to go to therapy, even if you feel like ain't nothing wrong with you. Go to therapy. It, it it's so good to have somebody else to talk to, and that that really knows how to break stuff down right. on a level where you can really understand why. Because a lot of times we feel things, we think things, right. and it's like, damn, I'm crazy. And you're trying to figure out why, but it's like you're in your own head too, right? Yeah. And so for me, it was just like I know how it feels to be alone, and I know how it feels to like. Feel like nobody cares and nobody love you and stuff like that, and I don't want nobody else to feel like that. So for me, that was the my why for mm-hmm. my brand. Yeah. Like I'm reminded because for I'm reminded. Yeah, go ahead and explain what it is. So yeah. I'm reminded is a brand that encourages, edifies, and empowers people through the mind. Okay. And so um, that's actually my tagline: edify, encourage, empower. And I do that by equipping people with the mental things that they need to think better, be better, do better. Because mm-hmm. literally everything starts in your mind. Like the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm. The Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongue. Mm. Like I'm, I'm a Christian, so I'm big on yeah. that type of stuff. So for me, if I can get you to change your mind about one thing, mm-hmm. that's a start. That's a seed planted. And so like... And the Bible says every seed will have a harvest. So even if you don't get it today, five months from now, you might be going through something and you remember something that I posted. Right. right, And it changes something in you. You know what I mean? And so so the basis of it is it has two meanings. So I'm reminded that 
I went through this, mm. or this happened to me, okay. or I made that mistake, okay. or I took that wrong path, or I did this, or I hurt this person, or I did. It's not. It's not just for victims. It's for. I don't know what to, I don't want to call them predators, but <laughs> but, no, I guess but like, you know what I mean. It's you, not just for the people who got hurt, but it's right, for the people, the people who hurt. Who did the hurt? So like I did this, I made this mistake, I did this. But the flip side is I am reminded. So the way that I think about it ain't the same no more. Mm. Like oh, you get I, it? I like it. You get okay, it? yes. So I like did. I may have you know been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I may have been depressed, but I am not limited to what I can do because of it. Like, you know, like it's a, it's, that's really what it means. Like acknowledging what happened and changing your perspective about what happened or what you did or didn't do. Right. Yeah. And so that's really the basis of I'm reminded. And so for me, it goes back to before I started this journey, I say about two and a half, three years ago of Mm -hmm. going to therapy, really getting to know myself and really getting to the root of my trauma. Right. Um, so that way I can get out of it. But I used to always see this girl in my mind that I wanted to be, you know, stuff I wanted to do, things I, things I wish I could say, you know, I was very like a people pleaser. And so I was just like, "Mm, I'll never be that person. I'll never be able to be the girl that I'm envisioning in my head. Mm. And then when I started going to therapy, I'm just like... You know, I have to. I got tired. I don't want to live like this no more. I know there's something else on the other side of me. Like, my spirit would not rest. Like, it was like, you have to. There's more than this. There has got to be more than this. Like, I got tired. Like, I cannot do this. So once I got to therapy, I really started to see things in a different way. Like, my perspective started to shift. Like, I'm like this. I started looking at it on a generational level. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like this because my mama like this. Or I'm like this because my daddy did this. And I started looking at it on a trauma level. Like, this happened to me and this explains why I act this way. Right. And so, or this explains why I'm afraid of this, you know. And, like, just over time, you know, like, I'll say two years ago, the first year, I was really just trying to figure out what was the cause of everything. Like, what is, like, unwinding something, getting right. a start. Yeah. The second year was really acknowledging my traumas. And then this year was what is in me? Like the 2019 was what is in me that's that's got to go. Right. And so like that's really what I want to start and cultivate from I am reminded. Like I want to get people started to thinking like, okay, change your perspective. Like it's not, this is not the only way that you can live. Right. You you know, and whether it's poverty, because mm-hmm. that can be traumatizing, whether it's you're a sexual assault victim, which I am. And mm-hmm. so whether it's your depressed, like your mental right. is not right, whether it's, you know, you have daddy issues, mommy issues, whether you're bad with your finances or whether <laughs> you're, you know, you're in debt or yeah. whether or not you, you want to be like, if you want more, you can achieve more. Yeah. And for a while, I didn't believe that I could, no matter how bad I wanted it. And so I want people to understand that you can. Like the person you see you can be, mm-hmm. you visualizing that is it says a lot in itself. You know what I mean? Like God called us all to be great people, you know? But sometimes life happens right. and life gets in the way. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we let circumstances, situations, and people like determine where we go and what we do. Right. 
and that could be you staying a season longer than you should have. You stayed mm. attached to people longer than you should have. Mm. You stayed in situations longer than you should have. And you create these mindsets like, okay, I'll never be good enough for X, Y, Z, or wow. I'll never be able to do X, Y, Z. I've been failing for this long. Why try? Or I've been, you know, I've been in, in, in you know, doing bad for this long. Why try to be good? I done effed up this many times. Mm. Why try to do better? Like, I want people to understand that there is better out there. Like, God didn't call us to live this kind of life. Mm. Like, he didn't call us to poverty. He didn't call us to lack. He didn't call us to live in hatred, bitterness. Like, there's always better. There's always more. And I want people to see that and believe it. You can see it and not just believe it for somebody else. Like, I can believe, oh, yeah, girl, you got it. I need to believe it for me. Like, I can do this. I can achieve this. It's attainable because it is. And so... That's really what I'm reminded is. <laughs> Yo. Man. Look. All right. <clears throat> I had to keep looking around. I ain't want to cry over here. Man, you was, hey, look, I need an organ or something. Yo, don't you stop. Hey, look, I'm for real. That was, that's. Whew. All right. Okay. We going to talk. Yeah, yeah, we going to talk for real. Okay. All right, cool. Well, look, that was. I don't even know how to pivot to another. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know how to pivot. I'm gonna throw that. I'm gonna throw an ad in right there. I'm gonna throw an ad. So I got to try to. Pivot. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw an ad in right there. So we straight. Oh my goodness. Okay. So one of the things that you are good at, and I think matter of fact, it was, ba- yeah, it was basically how we met. It was at Tomei. Shout out to Tomei. It was at his listening party mm-hmm. for um, his album, and I remember. Uh, he was playing the tracks. I'm gonna bob my hair real hard, and then I was like, "Oh wait, you bobbing your hair pretty hard, dude." And I looked around and I seen you. You was bobbing your hair. I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay." So like your love for music, man. Like where, Ooh. like you know, I don't, I don't want to say where did that come from, but like what, what, what cultivated yeah, it? Yeah, what cultivated it? Yes. Uh, I have been in love with music for as long as I can remember. Mm. I cannot remember a time where I didn't sing. That I didn't write. Yeah. Um, the first, the first, um, <laughs> my best friend's crazy. Sorry, she just sent are, me a message. Are you good? You good? Um, so, I, my earliest memory of singing, the first song I ever, ever, ever learned how to sing, mm-hmm. I was like three or four. Okay. And my mom brought me this like record. Little, you know, little microphone, little yeah. kitty stuff, yeah, no, like a little kitty karaoke machine yeah, that you yeah, carry yeah. around. And the first song I ever learned how to sing was um, Celine Dion's song from the Titanic. Oh, what? Oh, that, yes. okay. That's a, that's a, I okay. love that song. Yeah. Okay. No, I no, love I that song. And um, I think my parents didn't realize I could actually see my thing because, you know, I'd just be joking around. But they, ha- I wish I still had the video because they had it on camera. Oh. They had the video cassette tape. And oh. I'm like, I'm in the room just like singing. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a good moment. And then as a child, my grandma would always make me sing at the family reunion. And I would always sing this little lot of mine. She was like, just sing the song. you like, baby. And I'd be like, Grandma, I don't want to. And she'd be like, sing the song. And I'd yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. Um, but when I got... I don't even know when, but I remember we lived out in the country, out in Oxford, North Carolina, Stovall, Oxford, North Carolina. Where is that? Oh, we, I, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So we're in Greensboro. Yeah. So if you go 85 North, okay. like you're going to Durham, okay. Raleigh, right? Go through Raleigh, 
through, I mean, through Durham. Mm -hmm. Durham, you're going to hit uh, Creedmoor, okay. Oxford, Butner. Like, you just keep going. Yeah. Like, if you're going to the 2 5. Yeah, that's why we go. You got to. Yeah, cut through. Yeah, if you're going cut. 85, you're going through Oxford, North Carolina. You're going through Oxford, Butner, Creek, Moore. It's exit 204. All right. Ah, okay. 204, 206. I see it on the... Okay, you know, I yeah, see it on the Yeah, now you see it. You see it. You see it. You see it. I've seen the signs. Yes. Okay. So, um, that's the country. But I stayed deep in the country. Deep, so wow. Okay. And so, my mom and dad, on one year, they asked me, what did I want for Christmas? And I wanted a CD player. I wanted a radio. And they got it for me. And so I started listening to a lot of music. And surprisingly, I didn't listen to a lot of modern day music during that time. I did, mm -hmm. but my dad loves old school music. Ah, yeah. So I'm in elementary school, middle school, listening to Karen White and Lisa Fisher and Anita Baker and yeah. all them people. So I'm just like, I have a genuine love for old school music. That's dope. But what's funny, funny story, the day my parents really learned that I could sing, okay. like really learned, I was listening to, and it's so bad because it was a nasty song. Oh, that like uh, Lil Rue? No, 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 no. It was a nasty oh, song. Oh, my bad. So, <laughs> okay. So I don't know. A lot of people don't know this song about 112. So when people say, I'm a 112 fan, no, you only like Peaches and Cream <laughs> and uh, um, uh, It's Over Now. That's all y'all like, okay. them two songs. But I was listening to a song by 112 called... Um, Sweet Love. I ain't heard it. I'm going to have to pull it's it up. It's a nasty song. It should, you should put it on your playlist. <laughs> so I'm going to pull it up. I was listening. I was singing it. And it's, I was at the end. And I was just like, I'm a, I'm a, when we're done with this, I'm going to play you the part that I was singing. And I was singing it. I had my headphones on. And I was into it yeah. to the point where I didn't care who was around me. And I'm singing it. And I'm singing it. And it was it's a note at the end. And I hit it, too. And I was just so happy because I was singing my heart out. Uh -huh. mm, mm. And then I looked up. And everybody was like. And my dad and my mom were, were one. I know they were surprised as to what I was singing, right. but then they were like, "You can sing!" Like my sister, everybody was like, "What the like? What the heck is this?" Yeah. And so that's, um, that's how my family found out I could sing. I'm pretty sure they kind of knew before that because but I sang was, in the shower. But that was it. That was that. But that was the point for me. I knew they knew because yeah. I sang in the shower too as a kid. Yeah. And um, then once my grandma heard I could sing, I started singing in the choir. At a Baptist church out in um, what's the name of that place? It's not Bahama. It's uh, it's not it's not Kitch. It's Kitchrow. You know what Kitchrow, North Carolina is Kitchrow. Kitchrow. No. Oh okay. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> um, Kitchrow is like. Is that is not one nine two? Yeah, it's not one nine. See, yeah, I ain't. I yeah, nah. If it was a two five, you know, base country uh area, I don't know, but I don't know none. Uh, only nine one nine I knew prior to going to school was Riley and Durham. If that, yeah, that's it. That's one of them. Oh, I thought it was one of them. No, it was lawns. me that time. I, I thought it was one of the lawns going off. No, it was me. But, um, and then as I got older, like, to be honest, when I got into high school, it was, like, uh, I can't even describe. Like, I was in it. Yeah. Um. Actually, I used to date an artist, an underground artist, mm -hmm. and he, me and him were friends when um, we both started cultivating our love for music. Mm -hmm. We were really good friends. He was rapping. Mm -hmm. I was singing. I would encourage him to freestyle. He would encourage me to sing for him. So we kind of did that together. And so he was a big part in me really getting into my music when I was cool. in high school. And I was writing. Like, I was writing. Right, right. Like, literally... Because the way I write is backwards. 
I hear stuff in my head, mm-hmm. and I write based off that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to explain what I'm hearing uh, okay. to nah, somebody because nah. I can't create it. I got you. It's hard. I could write to instrumentals, but I, it, I feel like I would do so much better if I knew how to produce my own stuff. I got you. But when I was – now it's like that. Um, but when I was in high school, I remember this guy, and he passed away. Um, his name was Streets. And he was an up-and-coming rapper in Durham. And he was like, I heard you sing. I want you on the track. I want you on one of my tracks. I was like, okay. He said, um, here's some instrumentals. He gave me a CD with 10 instrumentals on it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I need you to write something to these songs, something. And we'll pick something, da 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 He was like, okay. He was like, how long you need? I was like, I ain't going to need long at all. Mm. I locked myself in my room. And I went through each one. And I, I just listened to it. I was like, how do I feel now? What am I thinking about? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and I wrote. <laughs> I wrote like 10 songs in like three days. Mm. If that. And I was like, I got songs. And he was like, how many? I said, all of them. He was like, what? And I remember playing the songs and um, or and like playing the instrumentals and singing to them. Right. And he was like, yo, like... This is dope. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I want to get back to. Yeah. Because now it's kind of hard for me to write, but I'm really, I'm getting better. Um, but like, it was great. Like, the, I, I love writing. I love music. I love being in musical atmospheres. Yeah. I love singing. I love, like, music is literally what picks me up on my low days. Mm, I real. could sit in my room and sing. So, like, I'll be singing in my room, like, ain't nobody in the house with me. And I'll just be like, my mama knows. She'd be like, all right, I ain't going to mess with her. She in her zone. I ain't going to tell her to be quiet. I'm going to yeah. let her do her thing. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that's really, like, I've never, I can't remember a time where I didn't love music. Like, I feel like I was born with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. No, nah, I feel you. About the same thing. Even all the way to the uh, old school tracks. My parents, my parents wouldn't let me listen to, um, like, the stuff on the radio. Like, my dog, when I got my CD player, like my dad, he would just give me, like, the same stuff, like, old school, like, Jackson 5, stuff like that. Um, so, so, you're, so with the love of music and the fact that you, uh, that you're, uh, you know, you're interviewing artists as well, how, mm-hmm. how do you feel about just the overall NC music scene right now. I love I it. I feel like it's like it's crazy. It's beautiful it's crazy. to be a North Carolinian right yes, now. Yes. Um it's it's genuinely beautiful. Yeah. And I feel honored to be in a space where to interact. To interact. Because I'm on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. I could be behind the mic and I can be the one with the mic asking you like, what's up, what's up? Mm-hmm. And I, I I go hard for my independent artists, like black. Swank, mm-hmm. Slade, all of them. Like, I go hard for y'all because, you know, Wise, I go hard for y'all because, like, <laughs> J. Cole made it out. Yeah. Like, all of these people are making it out. And I, I believe Tamane, like, to, yeah. I, I, yeah. Tamane is yeah. next up. And I cannot wait to see it happen. And just, I feel like it's beautiful because there's so much creative talent here. The baby, mm-hmm. all of us, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, I can't think of another state that's doing it like we're yeah, doing it's it. it's crazy. I really can't. It's really, and it's something for like everybody. <laughs> it like, is. Depending on what, like whatever your it taste really is. is. It's some, there's some quality content. You mean just in rap or music in general? In, in music in general. Like, in, like that's being created in North Carolina was R&B, rap, pop, whatever. It's specifically in hip hop as well. It's like a wide spectrum there too, whether you want, um, 
you know, you can go from the baby, right? Like you said, I think it's the two specials, the end of the rap special. Like, you got the baby and you got Cole. And it's like anywhere in there, whatever your taste is, there's somebody there that you can, like, tap into. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's something for everybody. But I listen to everybody. Yeah. For the most part. Because I have different moods. Yeah. And I listen to different versions of the artists. Like, you know, I feel like J. Cole got different songs where you could really just sit back and, like, yeah. you know, like... Um, what's the song when he be like Lights Please? I love Lights oh, Please. Okay, oh, bet. My, oh, I listen to Cole okay, now. Okay, okay. I love Lights Please. And like um there's a song, uh I cannot think of the name. I just remember a bar from the song that Cole said. I used to listen to it so long in high school. I had that junk on replay. It was like I'm conversing with these girls with them curves like cursive. Some some some. You know, do you know? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, just going. Oh, I can't God. think of it, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just I have I love music. Yeah. So if it vibes, if I like it, That's I like it. it. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. I listen to pop. I listen to white girls. I listen to white rappers. <laughs> I listen to black girls. I listen to black rappers. I listen to old school. I listen to the 80s. I listen to the 90s. I yeah. listen to the early 2000s. Like I really. I love music, so I'm not going to say ill yeah. without even nah, giving it a shot. That's the dope part about music because like, it can pull out all these different aspects. So, you know, whether where you're at mentally, emotionally, you can pull it can pull it out of you. Okay, so check this out. I have just two more questions for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got two more questions for you. All right. <clears throat> Second to last question is, what does success look like to you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, what does success look like to me? Um, I think success to me hmm, is accomplishing my vision. Mm. Like, that is really my goal. Like, encouraging people get into the place where I can, like, be interviewing artists. And where I'm sitting next to Megan Thee Stallion, or I'm mm-hmm. sitting next to Kalani, I'm sitting next to the baby. I've actually had the pleasure of interviewing Stunna already. I, I, I remember. Yeah. Yes, yes, so yeah, yeah. that's a start in the right direction. Yeah. And interviewing um, these celebrities and hosting these events. Like, I will be on the BET red carpet one day. I will be at the war shows one day, mm-hmm. glammed up, looking like somebody fine auntie. Because <laughs> I ain't no I mama yet. But looking like somebody fine auntie. And just, like, living life authentically myself with no regrets. Like, that's what success looks like to me. I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm like, damn, shoulda, coulda, woulda. What would have happened if I would have did this? Man. I don't want to live in fear so much to the point where I'm afraid to take a risk. Yeah. Because either I learn learn from it or it makes me better and propels me forward. Right. And... You know, unless it's something that is completely not for me or completely contradictory to what I believe in and what I stand for. Um, but that is my version of success. I could care less about, the, I mean, I would love money. I would love to get paid for, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I know for a fact that I can have money and still be unhappy. There you go. And still feel unfulfilled. Like, I know that that's, that's possible for me to do that. Yeah. And I, don't want to know what that feels like. I want to have money. I want to, you know, do all these things and still feel fulfilled at the end of the day. Like I did this. Yeah. You know, I didn't hesitate. I didn't question myself. I didn't doubt myself. I didn't, you know, I just did it. And I don't have any regrets because right. if it don't work out, don't work out. If it do, it do. So that's my version of success. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not a really materialistic person. So That's a lot of nah, stuff nah, a lot shit. of stuff is a lot of stuff that I love is intangible. That's how I should. Like uh, I could care less. It's the same thing with anything, relationships. I could, you could you could be rich and provide me with everything and still not love me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So nah, it's like I, I cherish stuff that's intangible. And so I don't want to live my life and have any regrets. Like I want to be like, I want to say that not only did I do what I wanted to do, but I also stayed in God's plan for my life mm. and did and did what he asked me to do. And so I want, that's what I feel like success is, whatever that looks like. And so, yeah. I need more. I need some bombs. I might go back. Um, okay, cool. Uh last person. I mean last question. Uh any like advice to someone (laughs) that is interested in doing anything remotely close to what you're doing in your on your path? What advice would you give someone starting out? I would say go for it because I didn't believe that I could. Mm -hmm. Um I was intimidated by people who I saw were like really deep in it and had all this experience. I'm just like, I'm supposed to be with, compete with them or I'm supposed to, you know, and I had to look at it like it's not a competition. Mm. I'm already in a male-dominated industry. Yeah. I don't need to compete with anybody else. Like, so for me, it was like realizing that it's not a competition, going for it. If this is your passion and right. this is what you want to do, if you genuinely want something, nothing or nobody can stop you from getting it, doing it, Whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. if that's what you genuinely want, and don't let anybody talk you out of doing it. Like make up in your mind that this is what you want and this is what you want to do. And I feel like once you get that in your head, then I would say be patient with yourself. You know, you might want to start that YouTube or start that, and yeah. you, but you don't have a camera just quite yet, and you don't have this just quite yet. But yeah. work with what you have, build, and just. Learn to appreciate the process and appreciate the trial and error. Because if you want this to be a career, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to you're gonna have some setbacks. You're gonna have, you know, it took me a long time to get Iron Reminded off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, because of me. You know what I mean? Cause this idea came in when I was still in undergrad. I pushed it off because I was afraid. I was I let fear talk me out of something that was meant for me. I let fear talk me out of something that genuinely was made for me to do. And, you know, I just don't want people to waste yeah. Years of their life, months of their life Time. in fear. Because you can't get it back. You can't get it back. Because I can only, the only thing that pushes me forward is, you know, you have to look at it this way. You spend, let's say we're going to take a five-year time frame, right? Mm-hmm. And you spend three of them years living in fear and you don't take chances. You don't step outside your comfort zone. You don't, you let people define you and define where you're going and define what you're going to be and you let people talk you out of something you genuinely want to do, then with that, you get it in your own head, and you start to talk down in yourself, mm. and you start to believe in yourself that you won't be able to do what you genuinely want to do. You spend three years, and then you finally say, okay, I'm going to get into it. And you got two years. Imagine if you believed in yourself from the jump. You would have had five years to build your foundation. Mm. Five years to get your ground. Five years to network. Five years to get you right. Five years to do X, Y, Z. Whatever you wanted to do. And imagine how solid. Comparing the two, how solid do you think the two years versus the five years would be? So don't let anybody deter you, regardless. And network. Network. Find an on-air personality that is further and have them mentor you. Intern at your local radio station. 
Get in the environment that you want to be. I'm a firm believer in you need to have somebody in your life that is where you want to be. All right. Because can't nobody in my position tell me how to get there. Ooh, man. Yeah. So you have to be, you have to have that around you, whether it's spiritually, mentally, financially, whatever the case may be. You need somebody in your life that's where, where you want to be. If I'm single and I'm trying to get married, I need to have a married couple or a woman mentor yeah. me. Right. If I want to be better with my finances, I need to have somebody that's great with their finances mentor me. So you have to have a mentor. Find yeah. somebody. Go to your local radio station. Try to intern. You know, look at, you know, working part-time at an internship or, I mean, at a radio station. Or, you know, a lot of campuses have a lot of media people yeah. on yeah. campus now. I didn't know that when yeah. I was here because I would have took full advantage. Yeah. But, you know, having that and doing that, I think just... Getting around the right people for the purpose of your path and also for your mental, you need people around you that's going to encourage you. Um, if if they not trying to encourage you and support you, you need to get get rid of them or distance yourself. Right. But don't be afraid to just jump in and do it. Like trust your process and put in the work because hard work pays off regardless. It does. So that's what I would say. <sighs> All right, look. <laughs> So look, I I do this every episode, but I got this. Thank you. Thank <laughs> we gonna you. talk. You don't telling drop, you. We you gonna talk, and gems. I'm gonna and I'm gonna we gonna I'm gonna text you. Yeah. And we are going to have these conversations, and we are going to get the discipline, yeah. and the the, yeah. the um the uh, the notebooks, the notebook, yeah, yeah, and the organization. Some, I, yes, yes, that's the. I'm thing. gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna hold you accountable. All right. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um. Again, thank you for linking up and yeah. getting, like, getting this on wax. Thank you, guys. And if you guys are listening and you want to follow me, um, you can follow me at Sierra Danielle on Instagram and Twitter. That's S-I-A-R-A-D-A-N-Y-A-L-E. Um, you can follow my brand page, I Am Reminded. Um, it's spelled just the way, no underspaces, no underscores, no spaces. You can also follow the Pretty Unplugged Radio um, page. Um, everything, once you follow me, you'll see all of my brands connected to me, and you can follow them all. Push the Start Podcast at Push the Start PC on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me. I interact with my followers, so don't, I'm not one of those like people that be like, ugh, I'm bougie. No, I interact. So talk to me, I talk back. And thank you. Folks, well, that wraps up episode four of season two of the Inside the Lab podcast. I just want to thank you for rocking with us so far uh, this season. You know a lot of stuff is going on right now in the world, so I appreciate you taking the time um, to tap in as we continue to share the stories of our amazing guests. And uh, until next time, please be safe out here and um, for any information on Trinity Labs or Inside the Lab related, give us a follow on Instagram at T-R-I-N-I-T-Y-L-A-B-S. All right. Again, please be safe out here. Peace.